Well, hi. It's been a few weeks, and I would apologize, but I kind of can't. <laughs> this had to happen in my time. So here it is the episode no one has been waiting for. But maybe I have. Hey guys. I suppose I've been avoiding this a little bit. (laughs) And I'm sitting in a room surrounded by things that remind me of my Nana and I know why I haven't wanted to come in this room there's also a lot in here that reminds me of my dad and I hate that I have to talk about loss again. The story that I haven't wanted to tell you has been about losing my Nana. On January 19th, I heard a sound downstairs. I was talking to my boyfriend, having one of those hard conversations, actually. And I heard my mom make this sound. It sounded like a laugh. But it was really late. And my Nana had been in the emergency room for a sore throat. And I knew it wasn't a laugh. I knew because it felt like all the air left the room. I knew because I could hear her climbing the steps. And I knew when I opened the door before she knocked and I heard that sound again like oh like a whale this lost sound I knew that one of the worst things imaginable had happened again. A few days before this happened, I had actually recorded an episode on losing 
my boyfriend in college and I started that episode with the words the thing about losing someone suddenly is you don't get the chance to say goodbye it's ironic I guess that only days later it would happen again I can wrap my head around an accident a fall it's tragic and it hurts but I can wrap my head around it I can't wrap my head around how a 78 year old woman goes into an urgent care with a very clearly sore throat and inflamed throat and is told to go home, take some Advil and sleep it off because she's too old to have strep. And now she subsequently checks herself into an emergency room and suffocates in a hospital surrounded by medical professionals as they call themselves for the first several days I was so I wanted to make that sound that I heard my mom make just all the time I was so angry none of it made sense how 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 does that happen it's 2021 And everything, everything ran through my mind. A black woman in her 70s. Like, she's literally all of the stereotypes that receive the lowest level of care in the medical field. And I... I'd like to choose my perceptions of the world, but I couldn't not feel that one. When she'd gone into the emergency room, I'd been, I was sitting in my room working, and I put everything down. I closed my eyes and I prayed. I declare this in the name of Myrtle Althea Thames. Perfect health is hers.
vitality is hers. Life is hers now. I pray this with gratitude because it is done. I've come to understand that I don't know someone's journey. I never can. And when I prayed that, I prayed it knowing full well that that might not be the case. That there might be things that I didn't know. <laughs> I say, I, I laugh because I'm thinking, of course, there are things I don't know. It's pretty much everything. But it didn't make it better at first. I held my mom in my arms as she cried she's supposed to be here she wasn't ready to leave and I had to comfort myself with well we don't know that on a level beyond what we see here and feel in this plane of existence we don't know that. I remember my my gut, there was this intuitive... I don't know, I don't really know how to describe it, but something came up. And it was an offer I can't refuse. sort of like a sense of her telling me that I got an offer I can't refuse that actually brought me some level of peace it made me happy for her she was a bit of an adventurer in a quiet kind of way. I remember once she invited me to go to Egypt with her when I was in college. And I didn't have the money, so I didn't end up going. But she asked me, and I said yes, I wanted to go. And then... I think she asked me one more time, and I said, yes, I wanted to go, and then she said, well, if you ain't ready, I'm going anyway, and she went. <laughs> and I loved that about her. She walked her own way. She did her own thing. She was a black woman who grew up in Chicago during the Great Migration. And she learned how to walk her own way. I would say carve her own path, but frankly, she probably knitted it. <laughs> and I'm sitting here in one of the rooms under the wool 
as I used to tell her. Whenever she was knitting, I would say, oh, you're under the wool again, eh? And she'd smile and keep crocheting. I haven't wanted to come into this room and record this session. Because in a strange way, it's like saying goodbye again. I did talk to her once, the day before she died. And her throat was so swollen that I couldn't even hear her speak. It was bad. And somewhere in the world, a doctor looked at her and thought, that's no big deal. Doesn't matter. Someone didn't think her life mattered. And it mattered to all of us. There are people in my family, a lot of people, who are not related to me by blood. They're related to me through my Nana. They've enriched my childhood and my adulthood, all because my Nana had this heart like a mansion <laughs> she let everybody in until she got older then she got a little cranky you really had to, to work your way in taken me weeks to do this. <sighs> I miss her. her.
I miss my dad. I miss my grandpa. I miss my uncles. And my aunts. I miss my boyfriend from college. I miss them all. It never gets easier. And yet, in a weird, unexplainable way, and I understand each other. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, oh, I should come up with um, some, I don't know, <laughs> inspiring way to end this session. But I don't have that today. I just have the truth of how I'm feeling. The truth of what the last few weeks have been like. Day to day, I'm okay. I get it. And I don't know how else to say that, how else to make sense of that out loud, but when I came home, I spent a, well, a couple days, but the first day, just in silence, by myself, I asked for my mom's forgiveness because I, it just needed to sequester and be alone and I prayed to let go the need to know I want to know I want to know how such an incredible level of neglect at two different facilities is it at all possible? I want to know. No one should experience that. She died alone in a hospital where they told she told them what was wrong. 
and they did nothing. For over 12 hours, they did nothing. I want to know how that happens. I want to know so another family doesn't go through what we went through. I know that there are probably more families in the world who have than I could even know about. And it's not right. But I let go the need for it to make sense. Because I'm not sure it ever will make sense. Senseless death, senseless tragedy is a real thing. And I tend to be a very logic-driven person. I like things to make sense. I would go crazy trying to make this make sense because I know it won't. But I do want to know. And somehow, I found my peace. Somehow, I found my peace with losing one of my favorite people in the whole world. She made me smile. It's snowing here in Texas, South Texas, which is unusual. And now the thing is done. This episode I've been avoiding is done. And life. Well, as the saying goes, <laughs>